Welcome to the Hey Soul Sister podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Turk, and I am so dang pumped that you are here. This is a space that is all about real, from the heart, for the soul chats designed to help other women like me fearlessly pursue their dreams, build habits that serve them, and chase after becoming the women that the Lord called them to be. I'm going to get really vulnerable with all my soul sisters out there as I share tangible tools that will help women build the lives that they've dreamed of for the glory of God. We are going to have a whole lot of fun, keep it super real, share in some really great words and fellowship, and take action together that will make us really freaking proud of the women that we are and the women that we are becoming. Buckle up, because here we go. We are doing the dang thing. Hey, Soul Sister, welcome back. I am so pumped that you are here for this week's episode, and I am so excited to dive into sharing a very important topic with you guys. So if you missed last week's episode, then you missed my announcement that we are officially diving into our first ever series on the Hazel Sister podcast. And it is a series all about realness in relationships. So last week we talked about singleness and I highly encourage you to um, go back and take a listen to that. But this week we are going to be talking about dating. And I am super pumped because I actually have a special guest joining me um, who will be, we're just going to be diving into a conversation um, where we'll just be chatting about all things dating and um, our experiences and approach to dating. So um, I would love to welcome Miss Mary Helen Higgs to the podcast. Hello, Mary Helen. Hi, friends. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for being here today. Um, I am so excited to have a conversation with you. Me too. Thanks for having me on here. Of course. So um, Mary Helen and I actually just recently met for the first time in real life, um, which is awesome. I feel like we just like immediately like hit it off um, and we just have a ton of things in common. And when I kind of made the decision to do this podcast about dating, you immediately came to mind because you, of course, um, are in a serious dating relationship. Um, And I just feel like you have a lot of perspective and wisdom that you're going to be able to share with us. So I am super pumped to just dive in and get started talking about all the things. But before we dive into our dating questions, um, we're going to go into the question I ask every guest that joins us on the podcast. And that is, if you could go back four years and give yourself one piece of advice, what would it be? If I could go back four years, that would be somewhere in between 2017, 2018, which is when I was graduating college and starting my career. Um, And that is a wild time. Um, So I'd say number one piece of advice if you were to tell me that I was about to do a podcast on dating, I would have literally laughed in your face. <laughs> um, so that's not really advice, but it's just funny to like look back that far, that far, four years, how much can change. But I think my serious piece of advice would be to dream big and watch God do it bigger. Um, Ephesians 3, 20 and 21 says God can do far more than we could ever ask, dream or imagine. And there were things that I dreamed then that I'm living now that are beyond my wildest dreams. And I think in that period of time, when you're trying to graduate and find a job and kind of really establish yourself for the first time outside of school, I know myself, I was kind of almost afraid to dream in a way. And I wish that I would have dreamed bigger and seen it become even bigger um, yes. become a reality. So that, that would be my advice. 
Yes. I love that. Some, so I forgot to mention this when I was like introducing you, but you actually work in ministry. So I don't actually know this about you for like when you were graduating, um, and like getting started in life, did you know that you were going to work in ministry? Like, like, was that really on your radar? Oh my gosh, Lindsay, I promised myself when I graduated high school that I would never work in ministry, like never work in <laughs> church, never be single when I graduated college and never um, stay in my hometown. And I did all three the minute I graduated college. Um, so <laughs> I love that, that. That's the long and short of it. <laughs> for sure. Yes. I, I think that's awesome. And that just goes to show that it's so easy to like put limitations on like God and what he can do in our life. And it's just like a very humbling reminder, like never say never. Cause you just never know what's gonna happen. Yeah. I, it's funny that you say that because I actually was super passionate, um, about saying that I would never live in Charlotte and that I would never become a recruiter. And I have been living in Charlotte four years and I've been a recruiter. Yeah. Like three years that I've been living here. So yeah, it's just, you know, God has a sense of humor. Definitely. Post post grad ministry is the only job I've had. So, um, look at God go. I just, yes. Hilarious and lovely all at the same time. (laughs) Definitely. I love that. Hilarious and lovely. You are so right. Well, that is so cool. Um, And that is an awesome piece of advice. Um, And I think that is a reminder that we all need. So thank you so much for sharing that. Um, And with that being said, let's dive in and like talk about the juicy stuff. So let's talk about dating. (laughs) So you are in a relationship. So you're dating Brandon and you guys have been dating, you said a year, right? A year and a couple of days. <laughs> awesome. I love it. So um, just for a little bit of like context um, for the conversation that we're going to have, like, how did you meet Brandon? Yeah. So I moved from Georgia to Charlotte on January 11th of 2021 is when I started my job. And about three days later, we were sent home from the office for two weeks and I'm about as extroverted as they come and <laughs> sitting in a, a little studio apartment by myself for two weeks just sounded miserable. Um, and so I downloaded some online dating apps. Truly. I tell you, Lindsay, truly to make friends, like yeah. maybe find a new coffee shop, maybe find somebody that I could like join their friend group. Dating would have been great. But like I said earlier, like I wasn't really expecting it. And, um, Brandon was the first guy I went on a date with and here we are. (laughs) I love it. And just for fun, because I think that it's awesome that this happens and I can't remember exactly the stories, but you told me when we met and got coffee, but someone told you that you were going to start dating is like when you moved to Charlotte or something, wasn't there, there's like a little anecdote. So so I work in youth ministry and a lot of my volunteers are, uh, we're like moms of the kids in youth ministry and they knew that I was single. And they're like, we just feel like you're going to meet the one when you get to Charlotte or, you know, you're going to start dating and they're just going to see how lucky they are because the town (laughs) and friend, like there weren't many people my age or Mm -hmm. that I would really want to date. Um, And so it was hilarious. And so as soon as I like put that on Facebook that we started dating, the messages from the moms were like, oh my gosh, like we told you, we were were rooting for you. Yes. I love that. Um, yeah. And that just goes to show that online dating can be successful. Even as a Christian, you can find quality people online dating. I think a lot of us kind of like lose hope because we're like nobody on internet dating, like that has the values that we have, like they don't exist. Like, you know, only like guys with bad intentions are there. And so you are walking proof that that's not true. (laughs) And I think the thing I kept having to remind myself on online dating is that I, if I said, quote, no one else has the things that I'm looking for, 
hello, I'm online dating. I hope that I have this. So So if I'm on the app, then I hope I will find a partner that is in the same lane that I'm in, you know? So um, try it out. See how it goes. It may work. It may flop, but you get some good conversations out of it. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's so true. I think that, um, I actually, a while ago was doing this little thing on like Instagram stories just for funsies. Cause I love talking about relationships. And so this was like a long mm-hmm. time ago. I was like, you know, ask me anything about like singleness or dating, whatever. And somebody put a question in the box and they're like, how do you like, how do you know that it's like time to start dating? Yeah. Um, and so obviously your story is a little bit different with the move and just honestly looking to meet people. But, um, how do like, how would you answer that? How do you feel like, you know, when it's time to start dating? Personally, this is truly the first serious relationship I've ever been in. First mm-hmm. relationship I've ever been in. And quite frankly, probably one of the first dates I've ever been on. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a few guys, you know, here and there that we've got coffee or got dinner, but intentions weren't clear. It was never defined as a date, that kind of right. thing. Um, and for me, I, Lindsay would, this is horrible to say out loud, but if you were to tell me like, oh, you know, you can date when you're satisfied Lord, or, you know, you can date when your our priorities are in line or, you know, can date when blank. I would just want to punch that person in the face <laughs> if I yeah. were, you know, as a single, as a single woman and that a sounds very violent, but B, <laughs> um, I, I think you're ready to date when you have a piece about it. And yes, I don't know. I think there's this almost toxicity in Christian culture where we say, Oh, you have to be satisfied in the Lord first because everyone that's in a relationship right now is not necessarily satisfied in the Lord. Um, and I, I think that should be a prerequisite, but I think if, if we go at it as a check the box of like, Oh, let me have these things in place before I date, it becomes almost methodical in a way. And it's no longer a, a journey or a process that you're learning to trust the Lord with. Um, and so I think that's, I hate to flip it back on you, but I think it's almost a trick question of like, yeah, when do you know that you're ready to move? When do you know when you're ready to have a new job? When do you know that you're ready to get a fish or a puppy or paint your walls in your bedroom? You know, I think all of those things in life can be answered the same way of when you have the peace of Christ about it, that's when yes. you know you're ready for it. Yeah, no, that is so incredibly true. Um, and that's exactly how I'd answer it is like, I think that you pray about it. And if you feel peace and you're like, yes, I'm like open to that. And like, you know, you feel God's presence and that peace that surpasses all understanding about it. Um, that, yeah, that's definitely, that's definitely how, you know, but I think if you're questioning it and you're like, you know, but what about this? What about that? You know, what if I end up moving in two months? Like I think I might, and like all those things when that comes up then that's definitely not it. So no, that's a great, but we're definitely on the same page there. I love that. Um, I feel like that's probably what I said when I answered it. Um, (laughs) on my little Instagram question box, but, um, that's so good. So you did mention that obviously, you know, you had not been in a lot of relationships, um, Mm -hmm. prior to your relationship with Brandon. Um, so what do you feel like you were doing during your singleness, um, that prepared you for this relationship? So during singleness, um, don't get me wrong. There are plenty of guys that I wish I could have had a relationship with. Like, it's not like I was like, Oh, I'm going to focus on myself first. Like, no, I was focusing on the guys around me. It just was not painting around out. Like I wanted it to. Um, I'm really glad that it didn't, but in the moment I definitely had different feelings about it. Um, for me, I went through this journey of realizing how much I idolized relationships. 
Mm. Um, I think we can have so many idols in our life, whether it be money or status or career. But for me, that big one was a relationship. And I idolized that quote unquote label, if that's what you want to call it. Um, so I took a year from, I think it was November 1st, 2018 to November 1st, 2019 to intentionally not date. Um, and that was a huge piece for me because it wasn't like on November 2nd, all the DMs flooded in and the tweet came by and the text message, like I didn't meet Brandon until 2021. So obviously, you know, it wasn't an instantaneous thing, but that year of, I'm not going to date. I'm not going to pursue relationships. I'm not going to reach out to the guy that I like. I'm not mm-hmm. going to, um, you know, even focusing on the media that I consumed of mm-hmm. what is music telling me about relationships or movies and TV shows telling me about relationships and really taking that time to focus on what does it look like to be Mary Helen and be, to be single. Um, that was a really mm-hmm. transformative time for me, for sure. Yeah. I love that. I actually did something really similar. Um, I, fortunately, unfortunately, I guess we should say, um, did not have that focus that you had, um, with dating. And I have been in a couple different, like pretty serious relationships. And I think that I definitely learned and I've grown a lot from all of those relationships that I've been in and definitely, um, in their own way, like I'm thankful for them because they have taught me so much and I've learned so much and I've grown so much, but I was not as intentional with that. And so when my, uh, college relationship ended, um, I did a very similar thing where I just decided to take a step back and it did the cheesy, like working on myself thing, but it was really kind of a personal, like evaluation of like, where are my priorities in life? Like, what are the things that are most important to me? What has gotten in the way in my life between like my relationship with the Lord. Like, cause I had, you know, throughout college that there'd become quite a distance between me and God that I had put there. And I had let a lot of things get in the way and relationships were definitely one of them. And like you, like, I definitely feel like that was something that I was idolizing. So I think that that's so cool that you kind of, um, went through a similar thing where you were just like, you know what, I'm going to very intentionally like step away, um, from this thing that I'm idolizing and really like be more introspective and like looking at yourself and, you know, spending that time, um, you know, with yourself. I journaled a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, that is something I've done from a very young age and I've actually held on to like every journal I've written since like seventh grade. I'm a big love love words, that kind of thing. And, um, love looking back at what I've asked God for and what has come to fruition or been the answer is no. Um, so journaling out, you know, what I wanted in a future partner, but also journaling out who I was in Christ and, mm-hmm. and learning the truths about myself too mm-hmm. was big, um, working on finding community and surrounding myself with some of my dearest and best friends. Um, I can't tell you that I did anything, you know, specific in that time period, but I just remember that year being very formative of recognizing yeah. what an idol was and, yeah. and learning how to work past it and worship the Lord instead. Yeah. I love that. I think that's so good. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for sharing. I, I think that journaling is so valuable. I love words too. I've never been super consistent with my journaling, but that's something that, um, at the end of last year, I tried to do it like not, I don't want to say it's like daily, but you know, you know, multiple times a week consistently. Yeah. yeah. And it's definitely, it's been so good. It's, I feel like it's a really, really good way to have the, like a different level of like intimacy with God. So I think that's yeah. cool that that's something that, um, you spent your time doing. So awesome. 
that's also when I learned to take myself on dates. Mm. Um, so I would preach that movie, girl, go to the movies by myself, go to yes. myself. I think I even went to like Longhorn a couple of times for myself. And when I say Longhorn, people are going to laugh here in Charlotte if they're listening to the podcast, but like, that was the place to be in my little hometown. <laughs> um, that was like your fancy night out. So, Hey, um, I'm from a small to town. Love yourself, date yourself. <laughs> yes. No, I love that. I think that's so true. And, um, yeah, like, I think that it's so valuable to learn to love spending time with yourself. Um, and so I like that you said that because that's definitely something that I had to work really hard on that. I'm a super extroverted person and I know you're pretty extroverted too. And so, you know, you love like being with people and, um, you know, experiencing life with people, but I was like uncomfortable by myself. And so that's something that I've really worked on too. And I think that's so cool. And I think kind of what we're getting out of this conversation is that we have grown with, and like we, we've spent a lot of time, um, in singleness to grow in our comfort with ourselves, but then also to like build lives that we're excited to like welcome someone into. Um, and I think that's really valuable. Yeah. It's not that when you're, you're not going to be one person when you're single and one person, when you're in a relationship or the same person, you're Mm -hmm. a person of integrity, hopefully. And so whoever you are in singleness is going to be who you are in a relationship. Yes. That doesn't magically change when another person is added to you. Yeah, It's so important to know yourself and to love yourself and to learn your flaws and to love them and embrace them and and, Mm -hmm. carry them to the Lord for sure. Yeah. And I think a lot of guys like, and in a lot of different, um, like dating books that I've read podcasts, just different, um, you know, YouTube videos of conferences and things. Um, a lot of times they are looking for women who are, um, like something that stands out is that confidence. And I think that confidence, um, isn't just confidence in, in how we look. I think that that is a lot of times where the conversation comes from, but it's confidence about who you are as a person and like what you have to offer. And then one step further is that it's confidence that, you know, you are living out, you know, a life that you are walking in with God. And that, you know, if you're confident in that, like that is, that's something that sets you apart. Um, and that's something that is like noticeable, um, when people like, as we invite people into our lives, when we start dating. So I love My mom that. always says, no, know who you are and whose you are. Yes. Uh, I love that. Absolutely. Um, I've actually written that on like a sticky note and put it on my mirror before, like, um, you know, you have to know like whose you are and what he paid for you. That was like what Mm -hmm. I wrote. Um, and that I think that's a really, really important thing to learn. Um, and like, just always be reminding yourself of, um, so then transitioning kind of from your period of singleness, like into dating, um, what do you feel like has been, like, has there been anything hard? Like what has been hard about dating for you? I struggle with generalized or situational anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, and navigating that in a relationship has been really interesting. Um, yeah. Brandon is the most patient person I know and is very, 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 very patient with me as I try to, you know, figure out what's triggering, triggering anxiety in the moment, what he can do to help with that. And I think the best piece that he has played in it is just asking me like, okay, what do you need in this moment? And, and yeah. just being there for me. Um, and so working through that has been really difficult, um, and beautiful all on the, yeah. the same hand. Um, I think it's a both and for sure. Um, I think learning the other person is not necessarily difficult, but it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. you know, I, I remember that 
Brandon always likes a bowl with his salad with dinner. And I don't mind if like the spaghetti and the salad touch, you know, <laughs> little things like that. And so that's, that's kind of been fun. Um, difficulties. I don't know. We started in the very, very beginning of our relationship. I think like date number two or three, we decided that we would handle conflict when it was really, really small. Um, yeah. and so I think that has been a big thing that's helped us. And I'm not naive enough to think that everything's going to be sunshine and rainbows for the rest of our days, but I do trust him enough that when things get difficult, if things get difficult, um, we are stronger and better together for it. And that we're yeah. going to get and, and get past it eventually. Yeah, absolutely. That's so good. I think that, um, yeah, being in a relationship exemplifies our, or exemplifies isn't the right word, um, really just brings to light you know, areas that we struggle with more. And so that's why I think that it's so important to work, um, on yourself and like learning yourself when you're single so that you're aware of what those things are. We're not going to be perfect, but at least you can say like, you know, recognize like, Hey, I have situation, situational anxiety. Um, and I don't know what that's going to present as in this relationship, but it's like the, the awareness to say, Hey, this is something I'm going to need you to help me walk through or where I'm going to need some additional patience. Um, so yeah, I think that's so cool. Um, you, you mentioned a, an interesting thing there too. So you talked about, you know, the spaghetti and the salad. So, um, <laughs> like I always call that like studying each other. Um, yeah. so what does that look like? Like in the dating process, how have you studied or like evaluated, um, you know, any, any one that you've ever dated or Brandon, um, whatever it looks like, like, how do you do that? Yeah. I think it's really just paying attention to the other person. And I think that season of, oh my gosh, you even talked about it on your podcast last week and I agreed with it. It's just like ingrained in your brain to call it a season of singleness. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just as over it as you are. So right there with you, sister. Um, but <laughs> that period of singleness, the time of singleness that I took intentionally off, um, learning how to learn myself really helped me be able to learn him, um, too. And so I think that looks like paying attention to the fact that he never told me that he likes to rinse all the dishes off before he puts them in the dishwasher, but I've seen him do it enough that I know that that's what he would want done when we're at his apartment or at my apartment or at his house, um, wherever we're at. But we're, when we're at my apartment, I'm like shove them all in the dishwasher and let it do the job that it's supposed to do. And he knows that and doesn't rinse them <laughs> all and puts them in the dishwasher. Um, and so I think just things like that of paying attention to what each other, um, the little habits and, and unique things that make you, you, and it, if you can learn that about yourself, then learn it in the same way about, about your person. Yeah. Sure. I love that. I'm also a rinser. Um, that's like a, in a Turk family, that's like a requirement. So I'm a, I'm rinser. a rinser now, but if you asked me <laughs> a year ago, I would have been like, that man is so strange. It's the thing that we talk about the most in our relationship is washing dishes. So that's, I mean, it seems like dishes and loading the dishwasher is like a hot topic in a lot of, like in a lot of different relationships. So, um, yeah, I love that. So, um, just kind of asking the, a similar question in a different way, like in terms of qualities, like evaluating the qualities, how did you go about that? And I'll, we'll double ask, um, a question here. Did you have like a list of qualities that you had created for dating? I literally had a yellow piece of paper from seventh grade that was like tattered up and torn and had all of these qualities on it. Um, and then I mentioned I work in youth ministry and I like used it as an illustration 
and crumpled it up and don't know what happened to it. So one uh, I did have like an actual list. Um, but I always stre- uh, stress with my students that it's more important about becoming the person you would want to date than finding the person, mm. finding the person you want to date. Yes. Um, and so I think for me, my, my list of qualities was loves Jesus can hold an intelligent conversation. Um, and it's just fun to be around. And those were like my top three, um, non-negotiables. I know you and I have talked about, we both love Annie F downs and mm-hmm. on her podcast last, last week, they talked about the hamburger of like things that are non-negotiable things that you can budge on and things that you aren't quite sure about, but you think are really important. Um, yes. and I think that's, that's different ways to categorize it. So yes and no, I had a list. I had a list at one point in time, but it wasn't like I went into our relationship with Brandon of like, well, is tall, has blue eyes, like, oh, he has green. Never mind. We're not, we're not going to date. Uh, <laughs> right. You know, like that, that would be silly. But I think if you do have a list, um, great. But if you don't have a list, awesome. You know, um, that would kind of be my advice piece of that. But those really were my things as I began online dating. Like I want them to love God and be open about it. Um, to hold an intelligent conversation and just to be fun and yeah. to look forward to spending time with them for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that you brought up a couple of good points. First off, like just say it again, louder for the person in the back, focus more on, you know, becoming the type of person that is dateable than like dating, you know, like really yeah. like working on your, like, that is the most important thing that you can do because we're not guaranteed. Like you and I have talked about this. Um, we are not guaranteed marriage. <laughs> yes. Nowhere in the Bible does God say, Mary Helen and Lindsay, you are going to get to be a wife yes. someday. Like that is just not there. And so, you know, you have to be, you know, you are a full person in your singleness because we are made full through Christ. We are not made full through a husband or a wife. We are made full through Jesus. And so like, really, really, I think like that is huge. So I'm so glad that you said that, but I'm actually a list person. I, um, I, I don't think I really like had a physical list for a long time. Um, but then post-grad like when I really started, you know, feeling like I was ready for marriage and therefore ready to really date. Um, I did make a list and I, my list is longer. It's not superficial. Um, it's, yeah, no. it's not like, you know, tall, you know, green eyes, brown hair, beard, you know, very specific, even though those are things that I, you know, feel like I'm drawn to, I'm very open, <laughs> but, um, you know, just the, I think like a God fearing man, somebody, like you said, that is vocal about it. Like, I just, I don't want somebody that says like, I'm a Christian. I want you to like walk that out. Um, in the bio. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like let it, let's walk that out. I need some actions, like show me um, yeah. but not, and that's, I think that's something that's important to me too, is not just like in his faith, but like, I want to see him, um, like actions behind all of the words that he says. Like, I think that that is key. Like, can you can talk the talk, but can you walk the walk? Like I expect you to walk the walk. Um, and so those are my, those are like t- some of my biggest ones, but like intentionality, um, and then mm-hmm. like being pursued. Like I really expect a pursuit of me. Um, Girl, and, you oh my gosh. expect that it's great. It's wonderful. Yes, exactly. And there's like, there's so many, but since I just said that I want to ask, so, um, how do you, or did you expect to be pursued while dating? Like, what does that look like? I met Brandon through Bumble, which is an app that the women have to message the men first. Mm -hmm. Um, and it honestly, I was like, this is so countercultural to everything I've grown up with and Mm -hmm. known. And 
and whatnot is like the girl messaging first. But I was also like, you know what? None of the other apps have worked. Let's just give it a shot. Um, and so I did. But then from there, I was really expectant that he would set, um, you know, I want to date you. I want to take you on a date. I want to be in a relationship and really set those boundaries um, for us. And that was really, really important to me. And he did from date, even before date number one, like before we even met in person, he said, I want to date you and I'm going to take you out. What's your favorite rush, you know, favorite type of food. And he found the place and set it up and we met and it was wonderful. And then from there, um, the past year has just been like our third date was the day before Valentine's day. Second date was the day before Valentine's day. And, you know, he said, come over to my car. We like went and played top golf and he said, come over to my car. I have something I want to give you. And he pulled out a dozen roses and sour gummy worms. And I am obsessed with sour gummy worms. And I had like apparently mentioned it in past thing the week before. And so we'd only known each other a week and he like was already paying attention to little things like that. And so this year for Valentine's day, he got me flowers and sour gummy worms again. Um, and it was very, very sweet. And so I appreciated that he had paid, paid attention to those little things mm-hmm. all along. Um, and I think he continues to pursue me in little ways like that, like knowing what songs I like and turning up the radio when they come on or, um, you know, knowing that when I start to get really talkative at night is when I'm really tired and he'll like make sure that I'm on my way home so that I'm safe on the roads. Um, and just knowing me and continuing to get to know me and the, the patience he shows with anxiety and the willingness he shows to work through difficult conversations. Um, all of those are things that I think in the back of my mind, I expected, but it was again, bigger than I ever dreamed possible. Yes. I love that. That's so good. First off, so happy for you. That's amazing. And like that ladies, that is what exists. I want everybody to pay attention that these men do exist. And I think I always tell my friends, I'm like, that is some man behavior. We are not looking for boy behavior. We are looking for for man man behavior, behavior, specifically a godly man behavior. Um, so no, I love that so much. And so I think that there's a couple of important things to point out. A is is that he was being intentional. Like that's what I meant by intention. Um, meeting where he is, he's not leaving room for a question. I want to take you on a date, not like, do you want to meet at, you know, this restaurant, like whatever, or, you know, hang out, do this. No, I want to take you on a date and, you know, I want to date you. I want to be, I want you to be my girlfriend. It's like those little, like, things of intention where he's like leading you like that is a man of God. Um, and he is like walking out his faith in dating you. Um, so I think that it's important to just like shed additional light on that. And then again, he's studying you like constantly, like knowing, you know, how to handle your anxiety, you know, those things that you like, like, I love that you're talking about, like even something that, you know, might affect your safety with like, Oh, you know, Mary Helen's getting really talkative. That means she's getting really <laughs> tired and y'all, you know, don't live super close together. Like you, what is yeah. it? Like 35, 40 minutes. 30 minutes. Yeah. So like, you know, just being aware of like, okay, like, you know, that she's on her downward spiral of like (laughs) needing to go to bed. (laughs) Yes. So, you know, just those, it's those little things that are, that are being pursued. I think that we have made that made people feel like that the pursuit is just like buying you things and like bringing you flowers. Like those are all great things, but that's not like, you know, those are just those are things that money can buy. Like you need those things that are like the character that like show his mm-hmm. character. So, oh my gosh. Character of all for sure. Yeah. So kind of then 
flipping this to a slightly different question, um, talking about boundaries. I think that that's kind of a, um, an interesting thing to, to chat about, but, um, how do you set boundaries in a relationship? I, I think in that year of singleness, I honestly set some boundaries that I would have wanted in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a twofold. I think it's important to set those boundaries before you're in a relationship, mm-hmm. um, rather than setting them in the moment. Um, and it's, it's tricky. Cause I think that some of those boundaries can be flexed, but if mm-hmm. they can be flexed and they're not boundaries and that's, that's really nuanced. Um, but there's, there's things that as they came up in Brandon and I's relationship, it's like, Hey, I had a boundary about that. Can we talk about it? And it yeah. wasn't necessarily on date number one saying here are my three boundaries that I have for dating. <laughs> what are yours? Cause that would have just been awkward. But as they came up, knowing that you're comfortable enough with the person and say, Hey, you know, let's talk about this, yeah. um, whatever this may be. And whether that boundary is the apps that you use on social media or it's a physical boundary. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, that those boundaries are, it's, it has to be an open communication, open dialogue in, in your yeah. relationship. I love that. Um, I think that that is, it's, it's something that's so important. And I think that having conversation about it is just as important as like having the boundary itself. So I like that that's something that you touched on. Um, the last relationship that I was in, um, just over a year ago, um, we, had, we like had to sit down and we did it a little differently. Like we literally sat down and we said, these are the boundaries that we are going to have in our relationship. Um, and I think that that, that was just kind of a different way of like having the intention with it, but that it is so important to do to make sure that you're on the same page about things, especially that, you know, not, you know, like physically, like you can say like, you know, I want to wait until marriage, um, to, you know, have sex, like, that's great. But like, what are the boundaries that we are going to create that are going to prevent that from happening? Because there's a lot of, there's, there's gray space there, but I think that it is so important. And after having like walked through that, um, in a relationship, like it, it, it's just so helpful and especially to hold each other accountable is like how you keep it. And I think it's, it's important. Like you said, like it is important to have those conversations. And I think for me, I tended to err on the, let me tell me, let me tell him everything that may possibly turn him away so that he can make his decision early. <laughs> yeah. And so it probably was a little bit more on the full disclosure side when we first started dating and sweet, sweet man stayed with me. Even <laughs> uh, but I think it's important of like, you have those boundaries set before you start dating so that you don't have to go in guns blazing on, yes. dating mm-hmm. but that you feel com- confident enough in what, you know, if he asks to kiss me, what will I say? If he says, Hey, do you want to come over? What will I do? And if, um, you know, if I s- see something that's on his phone, what, how do I respond to that? Or, um, you know, whatever the case may be. And, and I think those, it's important to have that trust with you, with your partner, with your boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever, whoever the person may be, um, that you can continue to have those conversations. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's a big thing is that it boils that having healthy boundaries leads to better accountability with each other, but it also opens up the opportunities to like build your trust. Um, and so I like yeah. that, that you mentioned that because I think that that's also like a really important part, um, is that like trust building. Another boundary for myself was my best friend is allowed to ask me how our relationship is going. Um, and if I, and I'm not obviously going to go into much detail here, but if I'm not comfortable sharing a story with her, then I'm Mm-hmm. Then that's a boundary. And so I'm not going to share everything with her about our relationship because it is our relationship and not 
mine and Heather's relationship, obviously. Um, but that is a boundary that I have in place yeah. to ask and say, how are things going or how are, how are you mm. doing um, with those boundaries? And she kind of knows what they are. And, and just to have that accountability outside of the relationship has been. Yeah. Really I love that. I think that having community being involved in your dating is something that is so important. Um, and so I like that that's something that you mentioned for sure. And I think that that's cool that that's kind of how you've gone about thinking about it is like, you know, you like whatever is going on in this relationship, you don't want to have feel any, for lack of a better word, like shame talking about it. And it's okay if that comes up, like, you know, we, we have a God, you know, a, a merciful God yes. who like forgives us of things. Grace and, and grace. Yeah. Yes. Grace upon grace. And, um, you know, that is amazing, but that is something that definitely helps to hold accountable. I think that, um, that was also something that I've, I've learned a lot. The last relationship I was in was the first one I'd been in like since, being out of college. And that was something that we were really focused on was like having community be a part of our dating. Um, mm-hmm. and not, it's so easy to kind of like seclude yourself and like kind of silo yourself. Like, um, it was something that I made a mistake of doing in college where, but what I did in my last relationship was like, we both independently had our own lives. We had our relationship, but we shared our relationship with people that were in our lives. Um, and I think that that helps a lot with accountability too. Um, and also with boundaries is like inviting people into your dating relationship just really, really helps on like so many different levels. Yeah. Um, so speaking of inviting people into your relationships, how do you keep people, how do you keep God at the center of your relationship? Like, how are you inviting God into that? Yeah. Uh, Brandon is super intentional to pray before every meal that we eat together. Mm-hmm. And that's one of my favorite things that he does. And in fact, he prayed on our first date and I was like, well, okay, I'm set. I'm set. Uh, <laughs> You're like so smitten, good. smitten brownie points out the door. Let's go. <laughs> yes, all the brownie points. Um, but since then, I think we started in ooh, June or July, maybe, maybe in about, about halfway through the year. Um, we started reading the Bible together. And it was just something where I was reading Romans ind- independently uh, before we started dating. And he teaches Sunday school at his church and they happen to be going through Romans at the same time. Um, and he said, Hey, why don't we read it together? And so it truly was just like, I read Romans one and he read Romans one and we texted each other what we thought about it. Yeah. Um, now we've read Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, first and second Corinthians. We're working on James next. Like we're almost through the whole new Testament. That's awesome. And that's not a bragging point, but it is something that it can be that simple of a quick text message. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be three hours of prayer and candle it. <laughs> right. Um, so I think that's a big thing that we do to keep God in, in our relationship. And then another big thing is just worshiping together. Um, yeah. We do go to different churches because I work in ministry. I really don't pick where I go to church. Um, I would pick the church I work at any day of the week. Um, but he is also so engaged in his church that he was mm-hmm. at before we started dating. And so I tip people all the time, if that's the biggest thing, you know, that is that we can't go to church together, then like, I'm okay with that. Cause we're yeah. serving God. Right. Um, but when we can, I'll go to church with him or he'll come to church with me. And those are always, always special Sundays when we get to worship together. Yeah. Um, and I think keeping God in the center of your relationship is not only studying each other and studying God, but being in a relationship with God outside of a relationship with your partner. Yeah. And, and keeping your own prayer life up and keeping your devotionals up and, um, you know, staying in community and staying in small groups or whatever that looks like in, in your church and staying in worship um, is that I heard a quote the other day of you're, you're only as emotionally healthy as you are spiritually healthy. Yeah. Um, and I don't That's know good. that I 100% agree with it because I think there's some nuances in that. 
Um, but for the most part, I think that is true too. And if, if we're not taking care of ourselves spiritually, then how on earth are we supposed to take care of each other spiritually? Yeah. I like that a lot. I went to, um, a relationship night, um, at my church just last week. And it was really cool because one of the things that they were talking about is, um, kind of what you're saying, where I think that, a huge part of keeping God at the center of your relationship is a, the recognition that it is you, the person that you're dating or that you're married to, um, and God, that it's a relationship with the three of you. And so he needs to be at the center, um, because you know, that's, it's going to keep things healthy. But another interesting thing that they were mentioning was like how important it is to have like your, like prioritize your individual walk with God. Like, I think it's amazing. And I love so much that, um, you guys have your time together, but I like that you also, you know, are focused on your, you know, the individual aspects of like walking out a relationship with God. And I think that it's really important to do that because that's how you can like make sure that you're showing God's love for Brandon through you is like making sure that you are, you know, have that relationship with God in order to do that. It's like kind of all, you know, all intertwined. So I like that a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, thank you so much for just an awesome conversation. I feel like this is going to bless so many people and I just so appreciate your, um, your like openness to share, uh, and you just being down to have this conversation with me and just for like everything that, that you've all the knowledge bombs that you've dropped on us. So, um, I guess before kind of wrapping up, like, do you have any like final words or anything like I absolutely need to say this. Okay. I, I, tr- I will go back to what I said at the beginning of the podcast that if you were to tell me four years ago that I was going to be quote, the expert on Christian dating on the soul, <laughs> I literally would have laughed in your face because I, I did not date. I'm 25. My first date was when I was 24. And, uh, that is not the path that I thought I would take. I thought that I would be like married with six kids by 23. Hey, not literally. Girl. And like, it is. <laughs> The whole six kids thing that has changed the more I've like realized what that actually means. But <laughs> um it, it you just you truly never know the story that God is writing for your life. And I don't know, I just feel like for the girl that is me, was me sitting and listening to this one more dating podcast and trying to figure it out and trying to make it happen, keep doing what you're doing, girl. Like just yeah. trust it and know that you are enough and that um you know, God is enough. And mm-hmm. as overused as those phrases are, they truly are tried and true. And, yeah. and our God is a God of truth. Our God is a God of peace and, um, lean into that, press into that and be honest with God too. If you're angry about being single, be angry about being single. And if you're happy about being in a relationship or angry with your partner, you take all those emotions to God because yeah. because God is big enough to handle them. Yes. Preach that mic drop. That was so good. Um, and it could not agree more. Um, that was amazing. So thank you so much for hanging out with us, um, and for just your time and for sharing so much. Um, I so appreciate you. I can't wait for this podcast to bless so many different people. So thank you so much for being here. Mary Helen. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode, girlfriend. If you love this episode and it's really resonating with you, it would mean the world to me if you shared it with one of your soul sisters or share it on your social media and tag me so I can reach out and thank you for helping to get the message out. I am the most dang thankful that we are on this journey together to become really freaking proud of the women that we are and the women that we are becoming. We are doing the dang thing and I can't wait to see where it takes us.